doing? Praise the Lord. Good evening. It's Thursday and uh, missing you. We're getting through this. Amen. So let's get started. And uh, right away, we're going to receive our offering today. And uh, I want to read this to you in um, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 8. And I'm going to read it to you out of the Passion Translation. And it says, yes, I love that. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment, and in every way. He'll make you overflow with abundance in every good thing that you do. Come on. He's going to make you. He, God, is going to make you overflow with abundance in every good thing that you do. Praise the Lord. What a cool thing. And um, I was looking up the word blessed. And uh, in the... 1828 Webster's Dictionary, it says to be made happy or prosperous. Sounds like what we just read. Um, Extolled. So I had to look up the word extolled. You know what that means? It says praise enthusiastically. Woo! Enthusiastic praise. Pronounced happy. (laughs) If, If I say bless you, I'm pronouncing you happy. God said, we'll be blessed. He pronounced us happy. Prosperous in worldly affairs, enjoying spiritual happiness and the favor of God, enjoying heavenly felicity. So I had to look up the word felicity just because. It means intense happiness. Woo! He wants you to be intensely happy. Overjoyed. That means over the top of the joy that you have, he's going to biggie size your happiness today. To make happy, to make successful, to prosper in temporal concerns as we are blessed with peace and plenty. Wow. That goes with, really, that goes with uh, Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 4. It says, the Lord your God, your God, shall bless you in all that you do. So he's going to make you intensely happy today. (laughs) So that you can praise enthusiastically. He pronounced you happy. He pronounced you blessed. In uh, Psalms 3.8 it says salvation belongs unto the Lord. Blessing is upon your people. Selah. Think about it. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Now in Genesis 24. Uh, we're still talking about the offering now. Um, in the uh, Genesis 24 verse 1. In the contemporary English version of the Bible. It says Abraham was now a very old man. But the Lord made him rich, and he was successful in everything that he did. God is going to make you, pronounce you, successful in everything that you do. Now, just agree with me. This is one of the things I pray over over the the church quite often. Uh, The spirit of debt is destroyed over our lives today and over this local church because of the anointing. We are the lender, not the borrower. We are the head, not the tail. We are blessed coming in. We are blessed going out. The Father daily loads us with benefits and causes his blessings to overtake us. Wealth and riches are in our homes today. And we increase more and more in Jesus' name. And the saints said, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Come on. 
have some heavenly felicity today. Intense happiness. I pronounce it on you today. Be intensely happy. Woo! Glory to God. So, um, praise the Lord. I want to talk about agreeing with God today. And um, just before we get started, though, I want to uh, uh, read to you in Proverbs 18.22 in the Message Bible. It says, um, you find a good spouse and you find a good life. Even more, the favor of God. Proverbs 18.22 in the King James, it says, Whoso finds a wife finds a good thing. So I just want to say right now, before all of you, um, happy anniversary, Cheryl. It's been 31 years, and I have found my good thing. Praise the Lord. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. It's been good. And still getting gooder and gooder-er. Amen? So, um... Like we usually start, so I want to talk about God's bed, or God's bed, uh, the bedrock truths that I've found. Number one, God cannot lie. Amen. His word is true. We can trust in him. Uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As he is, so are we. And number five, God is a good God. God is a good God. Amen. And again, we're, I'm talking about agreeing with God. So the word agree, I've been... <laughs> I'm hitting the Webster's today. 1828. To agree means to advance, to be of one mind, to harmonize in opinion, to be consistent. Not to contradict, to admit or to come uh, to one mind concerning as uh, to agree to the fact. Also to reconcile, make friends, put an end to variance or differences. Agree to disagree without being disagreeable. Amen. So we want to talk about agreeing with God today. So how do we do that? Well, um, we could start with this. In Philippians 2 verse 5, uh, it says, let this mind be in you. Allow this mind, this mind here to be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. New Living says it this way. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. The message, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. Think of yourself that way. Come on, go, come into agreement with God. Let, amplified, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example of humility. Let him be your example, right? So we're talking about agreeing with God. Allow him, let him come into agreement. When you come into agreement, you're allowing him to be him in you. And to change your thought life. Now, in Romans 12, 2, we talked about this. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the removing of your mind. No, no, no. By the renewing of your mind over and over. Renew. Make it new again. Renew. Make it new again. Um, new Living says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. You allow God to change the way that you think. Allow him to do it. Because what God does, it's, it's permanent and it's good and it's fun. Amen. Message says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead... Fix your attention on God, and you'll be changed from the inside out. 
We, you know, because a lot of times we try to change the outside in. It doesn't work that way. When you allow God to change you from the inside out, it always works. Amen. Jesus prayed this over us in John 17. Let's go there, please. John 17, um, verse 20. It says, um, Jesus speaking, neither I pray these for alone, neither, <clears throat> excuse me, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So what are you talking about? We're talking about agreeing with God. We're going to say what the word says. We're going to come into agreement with that. And it says um, that they all may be one. In agreement, as you, Father, are in me, I'm in you, that they may also be one in us. Why? So that the world may believe that you sent me. The world. See, we come into agreement with God so that it'll affect the world. And the glory which you, verse 22, and the glory which you gave me, I have, have already given them that they may be one even as we are one so we come on we, we've just come into a oneness with god and jesus verse 23 i and them you in me that they may be made perfect in one that the world may know that you sent me and loved them as you have loved me Worldwide, come on, how cool is God? I saw this sign the other day, and it says this, faith over fear, peace over panic, love over hate, God over everything. That's the way we should be living today, especially in a pandemic time. Faith over fear, peace over panic, love over hate, God over everything everything. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Let me know when you're there. Verse 3. 1 Corinthians 4, 14, excuse me, <laughs> went to 4. It's like, um, that's not it. 14. Yeah. Verse 3, he that prophesies speak un, speaks unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. The passion says that when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage people. That's what I, I find myself an encourager. I want to speak to encourage you. To, um, when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage people, to build them up, to bring them comfort. Amen. Um, New Living says, the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. The message says it this way, but when you proclaim his truth, not the truth of the world, not the truth of the, the news, what's going on, but when you proclaim his truth in everyday speech, you're letting others in on the truth so that they can grow and be strong and experience his presence with you. That's why we do what we do. I want to encourage you so that you can experience his presence with you. If I discourage you, 
Um, you're not going to want to go for, for anything with God. If I come up there and start yelling at you and, and doing this, that, and the other thing, um, you're, 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 you're not going to want to experience what I have. You don't want none of that. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to read this to you in the Passion Translation. Uh, Ephesians 6, verses 21 to 22. It says, I'm sending you a dear friend, Tychicus. What a cool name. Tychicus. He's a beloved brother and trustworthy minister in our Lord Jesus. He will share with you all the concerns that I have for your welfare and will inform you how I'm getting along. But look at this. And he will also prophesy over you to encourage your heart. That's what we, you know, that's what the church is to be doing. To prophesy over you, to encourage your heart, not to discourage you. Verse 23, so God may shower his peace upon you, my beloved friends, and may the blessings of faith and love fill your hearts from God the Father, from our Lord Jesus the Messiah. Verse 24, uh, abundant grace will be with you all as each of you love our Lord Jesus Christ without corruption. Amen. So what happened here? He's talking about the blessing. <laughs> He said, the blessing, well, to make you happy and prosperous, to be extolled so you can praise enthusiastically. But come on now, if I'm going to encourage you, you, you will want to do that, to be pronounced happy. You'll be pronouncing over yourself, hey, you know what? I'm happy today. I consider myself happy. Glory to God. And that happiness will transfer into making you successful. You'll prosper. Come on, you'll be blessed with peace and plenty. And then you'll be just like Abraham, uh, like we read earlier in the, in the uh, uh, Genesis uh, 24, verse 1, in the contemporary English. It said, the Lord made him rich and made him successful in everything that he did. God wants to make you rich, and he wants to make you successful. See, that's encouraging you. Amen? God wants to make you rich. Um, Mark 22, please. Mark 2, 22. Hallelujah. Mark 2, verse 22. Are you there? No man puts new wine into old bottles or wineskins, or else the new wine does burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred, but new wine must be put into new bottles. Um, new King James, it says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins or else a new wine bursts the wineskins. The wine is spilled. The wineskins are ruined, but new wine must be put into new wineskins. What is that? As I was thinking about it, we're talking about increase here. Are you ready for increase? Are you ready to go to the next level? Uh, spiritually, physically, and emotionally, many times we, you know, we have and we've said it, that God has more in store for us. And we know that that is true because there's something that resonates on the inside. When God says, when you start saying what God says, you come into agreement with what he says. God has more in store for me and for you. And your spirit comes into agreement with God. And, and so, but there are times when our, when our, our, our mind, our natural mind comes in and, and like, you start saying to yourself, I know that Luke 6.38 is true. 
that when I give, it's given back to me. It's good measure. It's pressed down and shaken together, and it's running over. Shall men give into my bosom? For with the same measure that we meet, um, come on now, it's measured back to us again. But then there's thoughts that come, well, it's going to happen for this person, but will it happen for me? Will I have a great year? Well, you know what the economy is like. Well, huh, uh, will I get well? Will I pass a sick, you know, will I pass this test? Will I believe what the medical report said? Come on, you know, other people were talking about, well, you know, uh, and I've talked to some people, well, I'll never get married. I've been single so long. But when these kind of thoughts happen, you got to override those thoughts with the word. we got to come into agreement with what God said. And that's why Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, as a person thinks in his heart, so is that person. So we change our mind renewed. Right? Old wineskins. It's old thoughts. Your old way of thinking. The old way that we used to do things. Well, we need to get rid of that. Why? Because this is a new season. God is doing a new thing. Come on. Ha <laughs> ha. What, what has happened in the past is done. It's over. It's a, like Pastor used to say, it's a canceled check. You can't recance. You can't cash a canceled check. Come on, you, we, you know, we may have been through some disappointments. We have tried, sometimes failed. Things didn't work out the way that we thought. But never, it doesn't matter. It does matter. But what it is is that um, God is still on the throne. And so in Micah 7, verse 8, it says, you know, <laughs> don't rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. This is why it's like, okay, God is still on the throne. Hey, it may be a setback, but it's a setup. <laughs> Come on now, for my comeback. So you might as well just get back and get down with your bad self. Woo! Hallelujah. So it's time to get a fresh and new vision for your life. Time for uh, uh, some new thinking. Hallelujah. Because we can't move forward with, a, with an old mindset. It doesn't work that way. So we need to... Um, Get into agreement with God's word. And one of the, the best way to do it is, is the prayer of agreement. Amen. So let's go to Matthew chapter 18, uh, verse 18. Am I preaching me happy? Yes, I am. <laughs> and I pray it catches on to you too. Matthew 18, 18. Let me know when you're there. So, verily, truly, I say unto you, that whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say, how many times has Jesus, when he's teaching his disciples, again, I say, again, I say, what's he doing? Thought removal, re removal, thought renewal. He's trying to get our thoughts into his thoughts. Amen. He said, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on touching on on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Wow. So, no, number one, this prayer of agreement that you have uh, needs to be based on the word. So you find the scriptures that cover your request. And that word of God is the foundation of your prayer. And now you're agreeing on something that God has said already. This is awesome. Um, Hebrews 4 verse 2. It says that, um, for unto us was the gospel preached as well unto them. 
But the word preached was not, did not profit them. See, the word will profit you. The word is designed to profit you, to profit. Not being mixed with faith, though, with them that heard it. The word preached did not profit them. Why? Because they did not mix faith in them that heard it. You got to believe this word. Amen. The message says, but the, province, but the promise didn't do them a bit of good because they didn't receive the promises with faith. We receive absolutely all of these promises and we mix our faith with them today. Amen. Amen. Amplified. In Hebrews 4.2, it says, but the message that they heard did not benefit them. See, this message is supposed to benefit you. It's supposed to encourage you. It's supposed to strengthen you. Come on, it's supposed to bring you comfort. But the message that they heard did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith, with the leaning of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence. What? In his power, in his wisdom, and in his goodness. By those who heard it, neither were they unified in faith with the ones, Joshua and Caleb, who heard it and they did believe and still do believe. Amen. Amen. Let's jump over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4.13. <laughs> it's so good. We, that's all of us, New Covenant Ministry Church, you that are watching us online, you that are watching us on uh, YouTube or wherever it is you're watching, and it says, we, this includes you, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. What are we speaking? We're speaking what we believe. And what we believe is this agreement that, that we are in agreement with what God said and what he continues to say. The message says, we're not keeping this quiet. I like that. Not on your life. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believe this, so I said it. We say what we believe. Hallelujah. So we, and, and we, you know, we, this has been our, our verse for the year. We believe that in Romans 22, excuse me, Romans 8, 28, it says, I'm getting excited. We know. That God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. We believe that. We also believe that uh, thanks be to God, which also he causes us to triumph. Huh, we believe that. We believe, oh, in all these things, we are more than conquerors to him that loved us. We believe that. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. You'll always be on top and never at the bottom. We believe that today. Philippians 2.13, for God is working in you. He is giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. We believe that today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we fix our mind on the word. Once that word has been spoken, um, we, we need to make sure that we protect it with all that we can and, and with all that we are. So we're going to go to Mark chapter 4, please. The sower sows the word. Amen. Because the word has been sown now. We speak it. Why? And we believe it. We have sown it. But look at this. Um, Mark 4, 14. The sower sows the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, 
Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Huh. What's he do? Trying to take away the word that is sown in your heart. But our minds are, are established, fixed. Why? Because we're in agreement with God. And these are likewise, which are sown on stony ground, uh, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves, and so endure it for a time. But afterwards, when affliction or persecution arises, for what? For the word's sake, or for the sake of the word, immediately they are offended. I don't believe that. Hmm. Verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, which, uh, which such as hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lusts of other things, enter and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But here we are. These are they which are sown on good ground, speaking to you, such as hear the word, receive it, bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some hundredfold. And I declare over you today that we are hundredfold people. Mm-hmm. Hundredfold people. Um, we're going to go over to Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 27. Uh, New Living Translation, please. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life into those who find them, healing to the whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Verse 24, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on that path. Come on. It's one thing to mark out a straight path, but and it's another thing to stay on it. Don't get sidetracked and keep your feet from following evil. Praise the Lord. So, if you keep out fear and worry you, and you stay prepared all the time, um, don't wait for an emergency to begin feeding your faith. Last week, the last week of the week before, uh, one of those two weeks, I heard about five times during the course of that week, if you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. I've been listening to some autobiographies, and, they're, and they're, it was one of those reoccurring themes. If you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. And I, for me personally, um, I know with, with drumming, um, I have played some spots where, um, especially in the past, where there has been no rehearsal, and I just had to jump in. But because I stayed ready, I was able to jump in, and people wouldn't even notice that um, I didn't have time to rehearse, and, but it sounded like we already knew it. Why? Because I'm always ready. I'm always listening to music and, and you know, trying to better myself all the time. And, and by doing that, why? Because I'm going to stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Amen? You act as if it's done. You act as if it's done. You rejoice believing 
that you received. Why? Because we're in agreement with God. God does not lie. He cannot lie. He is a good God. So if you believe his word, boom, put a period right there. Actually, put an exclamation point. Boo! So you have to act on your faith. You speak the desired end result. Speak what you just agreed on. Refuse to act like the problem is an issue, like the, the, like the issue is a problem anymore. Because it's not. It's done. So if somebody asks you about that problem, just say, well, glory to God, that issue is handled. Um, it's done. God's got it. I'm good. I'm good. We've done that personally. And I know you have too. When you're believing for things and it doesn't seem, quote unquote, seem like anything is happening, but you know that things are going on and you know God is on the scene. You know God's got this. He's got you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Second Chronicles 20 and verse 20. Um, it says, they rose in the morning, went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of J Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord. Come into agreement with him today. Believe in the Lord so you'll be established. Believe his prophets so shall you prosper. If you come into agreement with that, you are going to be established and you will prosper. And when he consulted with the, uh, with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of, of holiness. And as they went out before the army and to say, and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Woo! And I like this in verse 22. When they began to sing, when you begin to sing, when you begin to rejoice, your situation is done. Amen. It says, when they began to praise, the Lord set. The Lord. See, when you begin to do, when you begin to step out and you begin to praise God in the midst of your situation, it says that the Lord will set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which are come against Judah, and they were smitten. He will fix your situation. All you got to do is just begin. Just begin to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Lord, <laughs> you, you'll do it again. You get those old songs coming around. Oh, he did it again. He will do it again. What you've done for others, you will do for me. I've seen it in the Bible. If I've seen it in here, I know that it's true. Your word is true. Come on now. Glory to God. Verse 25. I love this. It says, when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil, um, they found among them in abundance, in abundance, both riches and <laughs> with the dead bodies, precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil because it was so much. God has so much in store for you. We come into agreement with that. today. Hallelujah. Listen to this at 18, Matthew 18, uh, 18 from the Message Bible. Take this most seriously. Yes, a yes on earth is a yes in heaven. Isn't that good? A yes on earth is a yes in heaven, and no one uh, and 
And a no on earth is a no in heaven. What you say to one another is eternal. What you say to one another is eternal. I mean this. When two of you get together on anything at all in earth and make a prayer of it, my Father in heaven goes into action. And when two or three of you are gathered because of me, you can be sure that I'll be there. He's there. The last part. Can you handle a couple more verses? This is called the last part. Uh, in Matthew 18, 21 and 22, it says, Then Peter came unto him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? And Jesus said unto him, uh, I don't say unto to you seven times, but until 70 times seven. That's 490 times. That's a lot. So you're, it's just like walking in a con- continual state of, um, of, of forgiveness, isn't it? Uh, Mark eleven twenty five and 26, it says, when you stand praying, forgive. When you stand praying. So that's, we're coming into agreement with God. And when, when you're doing that, it says, when you stand praying, forgive. Why? Because if you have any unforgiveness against anybody, that your, false, your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you. We need to be walking with a, you know, is to the best of our ability, um, clean slate. Amen? But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your tre- trespasses. But it, in, in Philippians 2, it says that God is the one that gives us the power to do good. God is going to be the one that's going to be able to help you um, to forgive. Especially if it's something that's atrocious. God will do it. You allow him to um, renew your mind. Come into agreement with what he says. Amen. Let's pray this together. Father, today I choose to release old thinking. I choose today, Lord, to release old habits. And anything that would keep me from your best. I ask you, Lord, to strengthen me by your spirit so that I can live this overcoming faith life. Embrace the new life that you have in store for me in Jesus' name today. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.